Welcome to the New Day Community Church Sermon Podcast. We hope you're encouraged by this message from the Vandalia, Michigan campus. For more info, look us up at newdaycommunity.org. I'd like to invite my good, good friend Jamie Cross to come up. Look, Jamie, I've got stools here. Um, and last, was it last week? Was it two weeks ago? Jimmy, this one's Jamie. This one's Jamie. Uh, Jamie and I were at Zimmy's. And uh, we were talk, as you do, uh, and we were talking a- about this topic, and we were talking about what does it mean to be presence-based church, and what does it mean as an individual to, to run after that. And we had a very long conversation, um, and I was like, this is so good and so much fun. Let's just do this uh, in front of people. <laughs> <laughs> it might go great, and it might be terrible. We have no idea. Uh, so, but, yeah. And so, I'll give a little background. We are doing a series called New Day Flavor. Last week, we had a couple of different families testify about the value of community. We talked about that. I thought it was really, really good, that uh, the sermon portion of the services on uh, the website. If you missed that, I encourage you to, to do that. Hey, Jim, I wore this bright shirt today. You like it? <laughs> um, and so last week we talked about community. This week we're talking about uh, being a presence-based church. Next week we're talking about our fire values. That means the, the father heart, intimacy, uh, restoration, and extending the kingdom and how we as a community run after and hopefully embody uh, those core values. And then the final week, July, the last Sunday, Cameron will be here, and he's going to be talking about uh, basically kind of our mission or our goal as a church to be a people that is passionate about God, seen in making disciples and multiplying churches. So that'll be really, really uh, great to have Cameron down here at, at that time. Um, but today, we're talking about being a presence-based church. And Jamie, do you want to say anything at the beginning? I feel like it's very prideful to have, look at me, look at, look at my big bottle. It's not, it's not appropriate. <laughs> vessel. Um, yes. So obviously uh, all churches value the, the presence of God. New Day Community Church, uh, spoiler alert, uh, does not have a corner on the market of the presence of, of God. But as a church, we do super value this, uh, and we, uh, we want to, as a community and as individuals, be aware at all times of the presence and of the leading of the Holy Spirit in our lives and as uh, he's leading us as a community. So I just wanted to share uh, some scripture that I think gives us kind of a good biblical foundation of the value of of the presence of God. Whoops, there it is. Uh, so this is Exodus chapter 30, 33, starting in verse 7. It says, Now Moses used to take a tent and pitch it outside the camp some distance away, calling it the tent of meeting. Anyone inquiring of the Lord would go to the tent of meeting outside the camp. And whenever Moses went out of the tent, all the people rose and stood at the entrances to their tent, watching Moses until he entered the tent. As Moses went into the tent, the pillar of cloud would come and stay at the entrance. 
while the Lord spoke with Moses. Whenever the people saw the pillar of cloud standing at the entrance to the tent, they all stood and worshipped each at the entrance to their own tent. The Lord would speak to Moses face to face as one speaks to a friend. Then Moses would return to the camp, but his young aide Joshua, son of Nun, did not leave the tent. And so we see in this Old Testament passage, under the Old Covenant, right, that in the, you know, leaving the the promised land, or leaving Egypt on their way to the promised land, the Lord would meet in a really special way with Moses, right? He would speak to him face to face as one speaks to a friend. And this was a radical idea, right, in that time, like God was far off and supreme and beyond, right? And that is all true. And we need to cultivate and practice a fear and an awe of of God. And yet there was this friendship. There's this intimacy available to Moses. And then we see Joshua, Moses' successor, would stay at the tent even after Moses left, right? And so it's really, this is available to us because in Matthew uh, I won't read the, the whole thing, maybe. But if, at Jesus' death, we see in verse uh, 51 that at the moment that, that Jesus cried out, he gave up his spirit. At that moment, the curtain of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. The earth shook, the rocks split, and the tombs broke open. And what this signifies is this curtain that separated normal places with the Holy of Holies, the place where the presence of God, that curtain was torn in two, and there's now free access. Right now, we don't have to be Moses in order to have that face-to-face friendship with God. We, through the, the, the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus Christ, can step into that presence anytime we want to. And it's in that presence we see in 2 Corinthians 3, as the the veil is taken away, as we behold him, we are transformed more and more into his image. And that is what we want as as individuals and as a community. The presence is intended to make us more like Jesus. And so we spend time in worship this morning, like we did this morning, just turning our attention to God and allowing him to transform us. It's in the presence of God that we are filled with the fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. So, yeah, so that is, uh, yeah, and so that is one uh, little example of how we have access to the presence uh, today. Jamie, do you want to say something about that? I'll say something. (laughs) So when you were just talking, I was reminded of... um, of that one place in the Bible where it says uh, that, we're, that we're called a holy priesthood and a, and a royal nation in the same way that and it just <clears throat> with the, with, along with the Peter, we'll go with that. You probably know. So there's a... Uh, very similar to the Yeah, which is, that's what we were going for, right? Okay, great. You guys just get to be along for the wild ride. Um so being like being a holy priesthood in a royal nation, that's like a that's like a constant. It's a state of being. It's just it's who you are, regardless of uh, later down later on. Um, if we get to it, I was going to talk about worship and how worship doesn't that worship doesn't start 
uh, on a Sunday morning when you walk into a church. Um, that's not when we put our robes on. It's it's uh, we it's it's just who we are. Um, as the veil, with the veil being torn and our identity being a royal priesthood, that we have access constantly. And um, yeah, so I wanted to say that um, there's a there's a verse in Deuteronomy. I don't have a fancy slide. <laughs> Uh, so Deuteronomy 32.10 in the NIV, it says, <clears throat> in a desert land, he found him, you know, talking about Israel um, or, yeah, Israel, um, in a barren and, ho- and, and howling waste. He shielded him and cared for him. He guarded him as the apple of his eye. And um, that, that apple of his eye, that expression, um, it's referring to when, when you get really, really close to someone's face and you're looking them right in the eye, you can kind of see like a little, like a tiny little reflection of yourself. I think it's, it's called uh, like the, the little man in, in the eye. Um, And so to, you have to be super close to someone to be able to see your own reflection in their eyes. And this is how we're, this is what, this is how the Lord is described as, as watching us, that he, that he guarded him as the apple of his eye, um, <clears throat> and I think all throughout the Bible we see this. We see the Lord pursuing people, and like trying, like even the the whole story of the children of Israel is about the Lord, like attempting to bring people close, and like he's he's constantly pursuing us in a way that I think that that's how experiencing the presence or valuing the presence begins is the understanding of, of who the Lord actually is and how close he actually is and how much he pursues us. And I think that um, having that, like starting to <clears throat> sort of be transforming our mind with, with that belief kind of opens up um, uh, chances or opportunities for encounters with the Lord. Yeah, that's really good, Jamie. So as we're talking about cultivating relationship with the Lord and pursuing the presence, um, we're just going to jump around on here, right? Uh, why don't, what does it look like for you on an individual level to uh, practice the presence or kind of run after that? So we're, we'll do like like cultivating an awareness of the presence. Okay, so yeah. So for me, um, when, I was, when I was thinking about what it means to like cultivate awareness or value value the presence i think it's it's uh or for me anyways a better way for me to understand it would be um valuing relationship um and i think that so i think looking at it as as at a as a like a conversational growth um and that we're 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 getting to know each other in in a way that i'm like getting to know the lord in the same way that i pursue my wife and get to know heidi um, so a, f- a few things that I that I like to do. Um, mind, so I, I would call it my <laughs> mindfulness to chat, um, because it's because it's a fun thing. Like I, in the same way that like I don't I don't do things for Heidi, um, because I have to, because I have to because reality is like I al- I always have a choice. Um, I choose to I choose to get to know her and I choose to pursue her because of uh, of relationship um and i wrote down that relationship isn't fun when it's a should uh it's a lot more fun when you can actually see see the lord as as who he is as someone that you can press into and get to know too so mindfulness to chat that's going to be 
that's going to be uh, throughout the day. Um, I'm, 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 I might read a journal entry that I wrote in 2018 of where I just wrote down, uh, I think it was, it was right after second year, and I was kind of in a space where I was like, what, what happened this year? Like, this has been just, I felt overwhelmed with experiences and different things that I had learned. And so I just, I asked, like, what happened? And, and then he would answer. Then I would say something, and he would answer. It was just, um, so uh, kind of a mindfulness to do that. Um, <clears throat> oh, and then a, a bibli- from a biblical perspective is, is David in the Psalms, like how he legitimately talks with the Lord about everything and laments about everything. Like, everything's burning around me, and it's the it's worst. The worst. <laughs> like, it's like, exactly. And then, and, and then, exactly, and then in the same breath, it's, and I trust you, and you're incredible, and uh, I'll follow you to the ends of the earth. So just to, just to speak with the Lord, um, and then take an intentional time to just sit with him, and just be, and not, like, intentionally not talk, or not pray, or, like, not even give, or ask, or anything, just, just to be. Yeah, and that uh, is something that has been very, very significant for me as I've learned to to try to cultivate relationship with God is by uh, recognizing that there's nothing that I can do, right, to earn this love, to earn this acceptance. But I do have a, I don't know if responsibility is the right term, but this opportunity to step into the presence of God and allow him to to speak to me. Uh, And so for me, that looks a lot like just getting quiet, trying to uh, fight for those first 15, 20, 30 minutes of the day and just go, God, I need to get in touch with you to start this this two-way conversation, right, with you. You know, before, I'm not really great at this, I'm working on it, but before you know, reading the, the latest news articles, um, which are always in- exciting and encouraging, right? But it's like, I need to get into your presence first, Lord, to, to recognize that you love me, that you're for me, and that you are, are with me. And so I kind of base that on John 15, right? Where we, he, John, I guess Jesus is talking, is talking about, you know, I'm the vine, no, yeah. I'm the vine, you are the branches. Remain in me. Right? And it's so easy for us to want to remain in other things, right? And we dwell in you know, the news, or we dwell in entertainment, or we dwell in just the busyness of, of life, as opposed to dwelling and finding our identity and our hope and our, our joy in, in the Lord. And sometimes it feels like something. You know, sometimes it gets kind of exciting, maybe goosebumps or something. Uh, but most of the time it feels like nothing, right? It feels like, well, it was, did any, did, what did I just do? I don't even remember if I read a passage. I don't know what, I couldn't tell you what it was, right? Um, and, and sometimes it doesn't feel like anything. But as we practice a consistent walking with the Lord, there are moments, uh, and I want to talk about Muskegon, uh, there are moments when God just breaks through and does something incredible. Do you want me to tell it or do you want to tell it? Uh, so when Jamie and I, like we didn't know each other at all. 
like not even a little bit. And we were looking for a worship leader, or we were looking for people to join the, the worship team. And Luke is like, I know this guy, Jamie, he can sing and play guitar. I'm like, okay, whatever, sure. Uh, he, can, he can play guitar. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I've met a lot of those people. Um, and so we just get to know each other. And he, he, comes, he comes to the church. We're right over here. And he, he plays guitar and he sings a little bit. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, this guy's going to – he's a singer. Right? <laughs> he's, a, he's not just a singer. He's a singer. He's, got, he's the real deal. Uh, and, uh, and so we, and we just kind of hit it off. And uh, it was great. And so uh, shortly after that, uh, there is a, um, a weekend event, a leaders retreat. John Arna is there, and Dan Slade is there from Partners in Harvest and from Toronto Airport. No, what is it called? Cast, Toronto Blessing. Cast the fire. Thank you. Uh, and, and so I'm like, Jamie, let's go up. And then not only did I say, Jamie, let's go up, I said, hey, let's share a hotel room. Why not? Why not? You, I I don't, I don't ever, I don't like sharing a hotel room with anybody. Amber, I like sharing a hotel room with Amber. Uh, but given my, given my druthers, right, I would just be alone. But for some reason, I was like, ah, oh, it'll be fine. He's a nice kid. And uh, so we, we go to Muskegon, and we're, you, were you on the worship team? Yes. Yes? Maybe we'll let Shanna tell the story. I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and so we're on the worship team, and Carrie's there, and, and it's like, the presence of God falls in, like, a significant way. And I am not a feeler. Like, that's not how I encounter the presence of God most of the time by, like, going, oh, there's something on. There's this lady at, at, at Nichols that I remember uh, one time. I was I just started working at the, at the church, and I'd been attending there for many, many years. But I was working there. Uh, I was just, I don't know what I was doing. And she comes in. And she comes in from the, from the entrance, and she's kind of like this. And she walks into my office, and she's like, Mark, do you feel that? And I'm like, I have no idea what you're talking about. I'm like, well, bless you. I'm really glad. I'm really glad. And she's like, oh, it's the presence is so heavy. And, like, that just is very rare for me. That does not happen. So we're, at, we're in Muskegon. Jump in. So just, from my, just to catch you up from my perspective through, to up until this point, I had no idea what I was getting into. Like, I came from, I just, I, I just had a different worship experience growing up, up until, and even different from, from this, like the, the, the place that we were at, I think you just mentioned, um, no, I can't remember his name. No, 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 the, the, yeah, the resting place. Help, Shanna. He just, Sam. So he's the guy that, that um, Mark just mentioned a, a couple weeks ago or last week, a couple weeks ago, about, about soaking and that he's, he's, a, he's a soaker. And he's incredible. Um, and I wasn't, even, I wasn't familiar with a lot of the language surrounding charismatic churches or anything. And um, so the very first night that, that he was there, he's like, yeah, you guys should come up sometime. Like, oh, it's amazing. I just like to come to church late at night and just get drunk and sit around. And I was like, oh, okay. I mean, great. And there wasn't, it wasn't until a little bit later that it's just, it's, it's a terminology that people use to just be, it's a soaking term. It's nothing that weird or scary or wild. It's just a terminology I wasn't aware of. But so I was kind of, I was apprehensive. Yes. Being drunk. It means, yeah, just like, 
really feeling the Lord. Yeah. I was not familiar with the term. And so I had no idea what he was talking about. I was like, I'm just in, like, throughout this whole experience, I I was kind of like, you know, I'm just going to, I'm just going to go with, like, I trust Mark. And so I'm just kind of like watching. Yeah, well, clearly. (laughs) Well, I mean, I think before that we did have, I was like, Mark, help. And then we would meet and so I trusted you. Um, And so I was kind of just like, well, I'll just press in. And I'll see what happens. And like, I'm not gonna die. Like, I'm not. I'm not gonna die or anything. And or hopefully. And <laughs> and I was kind of like, well, I I trust the Lord though. Like, I I'm I trust that when I'm pursuing truth with um, with common sense and while while also taking risks and leaning in like that's how we grow that's how like taking chances in like vulnerability and relationships again back to Heidi like that's how we that's how we grow so I was like all right I'm just gonna jump in see what happens I'll figure it out next week and then yeah and so the one night uh so we're just worshiping and the like I said the presence of God just falls in a powerful way and at some point in the worship I put I don't know what if I was playing drums oh thank you Luke. <laughs> So, uh, and so I just, I just remember like dropping the drumsticks and I'm just like, I'm just going to go up there and lay down. And, and I just laid kind of in, it's it's the weirdest church. It's like this octagon ultimate fighting kind of thing. Yeah. Campfire. That's better. Not ultimate fighting. I was thinking like a cage. No, no. Anyway, it's, it's just, there's eight sides, right? Uh, forget that part. Uh, and so it's just, and so it's this weird church, the weird sanctuary, and I just lay down there, and it's like there is something, and what we in what we in the biz call manifestations, right? It's like just something. I was just like, ah, and I was just like, how crunch, like all this weird crunchers. Ugh, it's good for your core, right? And 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 like the presence of God, and it just never happens. The very very rarely happens, and it was just. It, but for, I don't know, an hour, a long time, just the presence of God was tangible in my, in my life, in, my, in that moment. I, I knew the presence of God in a way that was beyond my normal experience. And it was, it was phenomenal. And it was awesome, right? Uh, and I, I loved it. And God did some work in me, in my, in my spirit, and in, in the way that, that I thought and it was really, really, really good. Um, but I think, like, I don't know if it's, ha- I don't know if that level of encounter has happened since then. Not that I recall. Every once in a while, I'm like, oh, I just feel your peace, Lord. I just feel your joy. In, this, in a situation where it seems like peace and joy would be void, right, I feel that. But, like, that kind of wild, tangible presence uh, is, is pretty, pretty rare. Yeah, I remember that that night. It was either, oh shoot, I might get getting my stories mixed up. But I think, I know. <laughs> well, actually, maybe Heidi will probably help me. There was one time up at the resting place when, I I was I was leading, and I sang. I was singing. A song like an old old hymn, and I sang it probably, ten twelve times as we do, sang, <laughs> sang it a whole bunch for a long time. <laughs> 
for a long, until I believe it. For a long time, I was, and it was like powerful. Like I was on the edge of tears the whole time, and it was amazing. And then at, when we left, it must have been at different times. So I don't think Heidi was at the leader's retreat. But when we left, Heidi was like, why did you only do that verse one time? I was like, no, I, I sang it like 20, like it was a while, probably a solid 15, 20 minutes. So I don't, I'm not actually sure what I was singing in between those, in between, I don't know what I said, I don't know who it was for, but there was something, so just, I guess another example of, it wasn't nearly as great, it was just very like heavy and emotional, I didn't have any crunchers, but something supernatural happened where I was clearly saying something for someone, even though we never found out what it was, just a different... Yeah, and I think we tell that story to, uh, to say, like, there is something amazing available to us, right? There is, uh, and we see encounters with the living God throughout the, the biblical text, right? A few weeks ago, we talked about Isaiah and his, his calling in, in Isaiah 6, right? That he, he has this vision. We don't know what that looks like, but he comes into the throne room of God and his train fills the temple and there's an angel there and there's hot coals. and the, like It was just this crazy experience. We don't know that Isaiah ever had an experience like that again, right? But it doesn't invalidate that experience and it doesn't mean that we don't press into that and go for it because those are awesome and available, but it also doesn't invalidate the times where we're pressing in, where we're worshiping. And maybe, you know, like I felt uh, as we were worshiping today, I was like, oh, I feel it's really good, right? And maybe some of you are like, I don't know what Mark's talking about. This feels like nothing, right? It's just we're just lifting up the name of Jesus. But we step into faith, right? We just believe that the presence of God is manifest in our midst and that as we do the spiritual discipline of turning our eyes to him and going, all right, Jesus, I'm focusing on you right now, that we have, we open ourselves up to the opportunity to have those kind of awesome encounters. Yeah, and I think on the, on the topic of not, not feeling anything, um, so, th- I mean, back to Muskegon, actually, I, I didn't, I wasn't feeling a lot, and then I was kind of like, when I, when I, when I was focusing on this is so weird. I don't understand any of this. Like, I need to figure out what's happening right now. Then, and then when I, not, not that, I, I hate the term, like, shutting your brain off or anything, because I, I, I think that everything, our brain, our spirit, our soul, are, are super connected way more than what we even think. But to, to decide to step into trust, and, like, I think that that's, that needs to happen first, I think, um, because I, he's not he's a gentleman like he's not going to swoop you off your feet and blast you if like you need to, I think it's something where he's uh he's waiting for for you to come in as yeah, well it's a partnering we're partnering with with the the presence of God yeah, so right. all right so we've kind of talked a little bit I don't know if it's been coherent but we've talked about it about kind of individual experience let's talk about is in a corporate setting. So why don't you talk a little bit about what um, it looks like to press into the presence in corporate worship? Yeah, so um, I think another, like we kind of, I guess why we do worship the way that we do is kind of how I was going to frame it. Um, Like I said before, whenever I'm talking about worship, right away I'm like, well, 
any anything that we do unto the Lord is is a form of worship. Um, so it starts there. But uh, I think I don't I don't pretend to fully understand how how all this stuff works. But there's something about there's something about music, and there's something about everyone gathering together and pointing towards like a single direction, and all engaging hearts, minds, souls, however you want to put it, um, in a way that just opens something up, to be super vague about it. It's it's something that, uh, I, I think it's just a direct line to his heart, and all throughout the Bible we see um, music and worship and praise being highly influential in a, in a multitude of ways. Um, so I think, and then having, a, having an understanding that since valuing the presence is relational, I think that worship is also relational, and so it's going to have ebbs and flows, and it's going to have moments. Like as a as a worship leader, I think that I'm I'm trying to ride ride a a line. It's not really a line because it's all gray, <laughs> but I'm trying to I'm trying to walk towards like staying within, staying in a structure that we can all sort of gather around while also maintaining the flow of relationship and not following the rules of engagement. Am I, am I being clear at all? <laughs> okay, great. So um, I think how to engage in corporate worship, um, back to what we said in the beginning, understanding that he is always close. He's always here. So finding a way to engage with him, even if it doesn't look like the person next to you, like, first of all, getting rid of any idea of, of what it has to look like to be engaged with the Lord for worship. So I'm like, that, that's just not who he is. He doesn't, he's, uh, he just, he, he will speak your language. He does speak your language. Um, and he's going to engage with you in the way that you like to be engaged with, most likely. Um, and so I think uh, pressing into w- whatever it looks like. And then, yeah, I think, I think, yeah. Um, well, I mean, after you said, I think, yeah, I was just like, oh, come on, bring it. Uh, yeah, and so as we, as we, the reason I think, you know, as Jamie was getting at, that we worship the way we do. Like when I grew up, right, it, there was no, to worship for 30 minutes, like first of all, they called the whole service worship, right, and, and then there was like three hymns interspersed. And so I, when I came to, to New Day, I had never experienced charismatic worship before, and I thought these people are crazy. Uh, and but we worship like this as an opportunity for us to kind of lay down kind of our burdens of, of the week, right, and just to encounter God. And we trust our our worship leaders to kind of hear God's voice and bring guidance and, and, and direction and create space for us to just let our guard down and experience the presence of God. And if it feels like something or not, I hope I'm getting that very, very clear. That doesn't matter, right? But we are pressing in. Uh, and as a people, because we aren't just individuals gathered in one place, we are called to be in unity with one another. And spoiler alert, 
there's some differences of opinions spattered you know, throughout our church. And yet, we are called to live in unity, bearing witness of Jesus Christ in our community. And so as we worship together, just like when we participate in communion together, we are actually stepping into a practice of, of unity that transforms us into a body to be more uh, like the Father, so that as we uh, are the church scattered, as we leave here, we do a, we can do a better job of bearing witness of Jesus in our in our midst. So that's why we worship the way we do. That's why we give space. And some people are like, I can't believe that you did that uh, worship chorus 17 times today. I was bored out of my skull. I'm like, well, yeah, wait, I'm sorry. That's just why. But that's why we do it. Uh, sometimes it is boring, and I've been there. I'm like, oh, come on, Jamie. <laughs> Me? I feel attacked. Not you. I met okay. another Jamie. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, so I think, and I, I've been there. Uh, that definitely. I mean, when, when we were in school, we had worship, like, at least a half an hour of worship, like, every single day throughout the week, sometimes an hour, sometimes two hours. And then we'd have the worship session in during school in the morning, and then we'd go to RG, Revival Group, which is a group of us that get together, kind of like, uh, like a home group or a small group. Um, and then we do worship there. And then we would go to a friend's house that night. And then we have worship there. And it's, it was awesome for the most part. But good, like there was times I was like, oh, again. Like, oh. Which is, um, which is, uh, I'm like, I, we're only human. And I think we only have a certain amount of capacity to engage with supernatural um, at a time. Uh, or, or I guess what we would think of as as supernatural, um, but I think I think that um, again, getting rid of like what does it have to look like? Like we're always in the in in the presence, and so maybe if if certain certain parts of us are are worn out or exhausted, then we engage with the Lord in a in a different way that is still worship. I guess. We're running out of time. One thing I wanted to mention, uh, another way that we as a church practice the presence of God is through uh, our uh, prophetic team uh, and through uh, teaching about hearing God's voice. Uh, And so in John 10, I wrote it down here. Don't you know, there it is, 1027, uh, Jesus says, My sheep listen to my voice. I know them, and they follow me. And so we fully believe that God is continuing to speak to us today, uh, right? He's not continuing to write the Bible. We're not adding to or taking away from the Bible. But God does speak to us uh, and gives us words of encouragement, uh, he, he reveals the, the depth of his love for us, right? There is, there's two-way conversation happening between us and God all the time, and we need to be, learn to be aware of it. And one way we do that is through uh, the Rama team, um, and they have just been trained to, to hear God's voice, right? I say that every single day. They've been trained to hear God's voice, speak words of encouragement, words of love, and words of something else, edification uh, to, to you. And, and so that is... Uh, we don't think that that is replacing the Bible. It's not, uh, you know, we can't use that um, as a, a crutch as our relationship with, with Jesus, but it is an opportunity just to, uh, to, to practice hearing God's voice and hearing God's voice for others. I don't know if that makes any sense, Jamie. Yeah, I don't know. That's a short version. 
Uh, anything else? Yeah, go for it. Do you ask? How much time do we have? Time we're supposed to be done. Okay. So I'll just really quick. I thought it might be cool. Um, it is a little bit vulnerable. It's one of my journal entries from 2018. Um, I, I, <laughs> that's legitimately what it was. But it's been two years now, so I think I think I can handle it. Um, and I wanted. I thought it would just be a nice way. So I'll I'll oftentimes um, uh, journal with with the Lord in a way so that I can go back and read and kind of see what He was saying at certain times. Um, so the way that I what, the way that I would do it, I would start the conversation, just write, and then write his response, and then write my response, and then write his response. Um, and so I thought, it, I thought it might be kind of fun to just kind of show uh, you were asking practices, and I said mind, mindfulness to chat, so kind of more what I'm talking about, like what that looks like for me personally. Um, and I'm going to kind of jump, because it's kind of long, so I'm going to jump down a little bit. Um, context is that we were at the second year in our at the end of our second year and I uh, at, at BSSM and I was kind of asking questions like what happened like where am I going next like how sort of just trying to process the whole year because it was right after we graduated like process the whole year and um, I guess get the Lord's heart for where we were, where we're going, and, and what's next. Um, so I'm just going to jump. I'm just going to jump right in. I'll try and do like. Do you mind actually scrolling for me? Could you? Okay. Great. So I'm going to do like me when it's me, and then I'll I'll point out. Oh, I want also wanted to preface this. Sorry, <laughs> I'm a great speaker, aren't I? I wanted to preface preface it by saying um, that again, like what Mark was saying. Same with the prophetic. That this isn't. Um, like I, I, I took this to to someone else. Like if I, if there were certain things, that I'm like, hey, I felt like the Lord said this to me. Like, what do you, what do you think? And what does the Bible say about this? So, this isn't. Uh, I'm not. This isn't like thus saith the Lord. This is, but I do believe that this is what He was saying to me at the time. So, starts out. Can you help me dream bigger? Yep. <laughs> what should my dreams be? What makes you come alive? Leading worship, being in your presence, posturing myself, and believing that absolutely anything can happen, and sitting with you in your presence. So do that. I, <laughs> as I earlier, I was going to say something that my my conversations with the Lord oftentimes, oh, I, I want to say snarky, but it's not it's not snarky like like it it just makes my heart so happy. Like all of my relationships, like me and Mark, everyone that I'm close to, just has a little element of like it's just kind of like, hey, bud. That's just, yeah, so this, a lot of that's in here. Um, so do that. What about money? Do you want money? <laughs> yes. Why? I like nice things. Dot, 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 dot. What? I'm just listening. Do you have anything to say about nice things? Yeah, I like nice things too. <laughs> Is it okay that I like nice things? L- laughing. Yeah, it's great. I just said I do too. I like that you like nice things. I like money, but I want to be healthy. I never want to get my priorities wrong. You have to trust your heart. That's the problem, I think. I don't, I don't think I do. Then trust me. I brought you pretty far so far. Do you think that you did that? <laughs> I guess not. That's part of your problem. You think 
you got this far and you think you have to keep growing yourself, and you don't. You need to trust your heart and trust me that I'll continue to lead you. You need to trust me. Okay, that seems better. Yeah. Okay, is that it? Yeah, you need to trust me for everything. For everything, you need to trust me. You need to jump without seeing fully. What does that even mean? You love Bethel language, so I'm speaking your language, LOL. (laughs) Well, speak your language instead. You need to trust me. Okay, then how can I trust you more? Just like this. You need to know me. See what happens when you fully give your life to me. You'll be surprised at how good I am. I know you're good. I'm thankful for everything that you've given to me. You don't know how good I am. What do you mean? (laughs) You can't know how good I am. You'd die. (laughs) Why? I know. See, that's what I'm saying. Take it with a grain of salt. (laughs) You can't know how good I am. You'd die. Why? You'd want to go straight to heaven, LOL. Can I? (laughs) In In my journal, he does. It can look different for you. Oh, uh, where this am I? Emotions, yeah. emotions. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. Um, can I know while here on earth? Well, that's up to you. What do you mean? How much do you want to know? I think I want to know it all. You think? Well, now I'm kind of scared. <laughs> you should be, LOL. <laughs> For real? Kind of serious, yeah. Why? You'll be unsatisfied your whole life. Really? Yep. Why? (laughs) Because my kingdom is advancing, but it's not here yet. I want to know anyways. I want to help. I want to make it go faster. Okay, let's start small. I'll give you a little and we'll see how that goes. So it's a test? Kind of, but it's more for you. If I give you a lot and you fail, you might not be able to get back up. If I give you a little and you fail, you'll have grace for yourself. Oh, so I'm going to fail? Probably, LOL. (laughs) I don't want to. It's just a part of growing up, son. Dot, dot, dot. This is me not knowing what to say. I know you don't like it, but you'll be better for it. Me still not knowing what to say. I call it falling because that's how you understand it, but I don't see it like that. You cannot fall. You cannot. Oh, I call it failing because that's how you understand it. I don't see it like that. You cannot fail when you're under my protection. You cannot fail. Because I always win, you cannot fail. Every time you experience what you call failure, I win anyways. <laughs> and you're mine, so you win too. We can't lose because I always win. That's where I just yeah. kind of fell on a bumper. Yeah, that's great. And so that's, that's a great example of this two-way journaling, right? We can, we can talk and listen, and then you can share it with a, a spiritual mentor. And it's a really, really great way to grow in your knowledge of God and to grow in your ability to hear God's voice. Because um, that's what we want, right? We want to grow in our intimacy with Jesus. We want to be fully aware of his presence and his leading all the time so that we can fulfill what it is that he has called us to do as individuals and as a community. Uh, so I had fun. Thank you for putting up with this conversation. Next time we'll invite you to Zimmy's, and it'll be a great, great time. Um, so let's just close in prayer. Yeah. So Jesus, we bless um, every person in here with a fresh wave of awareness and a fresh blessing to experience your your presence and your love. Father, we, we um, 
We pray for uh, courage to press into you and courage to press into the mysterious and the unknown. And we pray for understanding to parse out what happens when we press into the unknown. Father, I pray that you would just continue to renew our hearts and refresh our spirits. Um, yeah, we love to worship you. We love to pursue you. And thank you so much for always being faithful and always walking through this craziness with us. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right, well, thank you guys so much for being with me. Oh, I do have one more short thing. Sorry, friends. Uh, so as some of you already know, uh, Jamie and Heidi have been members of our church for many, many years. There, there was a short three-year hiatus while they were in, in Bethel. Um, and they've been here leading worship and serving for the last year. Uh, but they have uh, decided to uh, look for a, a church that is closer to their community. They currently drive 50, 45, 50 minutes to church. Uh, and so while that is very, very sad for us, we are very excited for them. It's very sad for Jamie uh, and Heidi uh, to be apart from me, I think, is really it. Uh, and, and so, so it's, it's, it's sad, but it's good. Uh, and so their last Sunday is going to be August 5th. Uh, so he's going to be here for a few more weeks leading worship. But I just wanted you guys to, to know that, that that was coming. Um, and if you have any questions about that or about the mask thing, please feel free to reach out to me. Uh, we have two opportunities. You, there on my right, there's a prayer team. They would love to pray with you about anything. On my left is uh, the Rama team. They are trained to hear God's voice to speak words of encouragement to you. Take advantage of that opportunity. And with that, now you are actually dismissed. There's coffee and donuts in the family room. And we'll see you next week when we talk about fire. <laughs>